I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Curzon Cinemas podcast where we will be discussing Steven Spielberg's latest adaptation of Roald Dahl's The BFG. I'm Sam Howlett and as always I'm joined by Jenna Hobbs Hiya. and Helen Seymour. Hello. Mixed your names up there. Usually I do Helen first and I Jenna. I wasn't prepared. Thought, I was ready yeah. for me. <laughs> Make it a bit more interesting. So I'm going to introduce The BFG but I really, really don't feel like I need to because I feel like everyone knows The BFG Everyone read it as a child or has seen the uh, 1980s uh, animation with David Jason. Um, it's an absolute classic, isn't it? Yeah. So the BFG is about a little girl called Sophie, named after Roald Dahl's daughter, correct? Granddaughter. Granddaughter. Yeah, the book's dedicated to his daughter, Olivia. Oh, okay. It's his granddaughter, Sophie, I think. And she's an orphan in London and she sees a giant who then steals her away to giant country. And at first she's scared, but then she learns he's actually a big friendly giant hence the name <laughs> and she learns about how the giants make dreams and how there are also evil giants in this world uh, I think that's as much detail as we need to go into yeah um, that's the basic plot it's quite yeah. a simple story isn't it very simple story it's a, it's a real children's story mm-hmm. and this is a real children's film it's very simple it's very playful it doesn't take itself too seriously it's not re- it's not trying to build a realistic world it's just trying to be entertaining for kids mm-hmm. and I think off the hand I'd say kids will like it a lot. Yeah, because it's magical, isn't it? And it's so kind magical. of enchanting. It's pure fantasy. Yeah. It's it not is. this kind of magical realism where it's trying it has these fantasy elements but in a real world. Mm-hmm. Um it's full on fantasy. Yeah, and, and it's that's very quite mixed rare to see at these days. Style too. Like I don't think you can pinpoint it as like a current day or I mean I know yeah. it's in England but it doesn't look like England that we see or Oh, it's really a fantasy England. England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So um before we go into detail about our review of the film, we're going to have a Twitter question. So we asked you on uh, Twitter, what other Dahl book and director combinations would you like to see? So obviously this is BFG and Steven Spielberg. That's quite a dream combo, really. Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. He loves like child's fantasy films. So it's perfect to combine Roald Dahl and Steven Spielberg. Uh, Ollie Bellwood on Twitter suggests The Twits by Lars von Trier, which would be insane. <laughs> really dark. That's my favourite role, Dahl. Twist, the Twits is great and never has been made before, I believe. Yeah. So that would be an interesting one. The Twits is just this really gross couple 
It's one of the darkest ones. Yes. Yeah. I just really remember from my childhood where the Mrs. Twit was taking off, or was it the other way around, the like bit of the walking stick, so making it think they were shrinking. <laughs> and stuff like that. They're just so mean to each other. It's great. That does sound really good. Would it work as a film, or would it be more of a short film, do you think? There's loads of little stories about the Twits, aren't there? And then they go off okay. they, with like flying monkeys and stuff. I think it could yeah. be a great film. Okay. Yeah. I think they've done it on stage a few times. Interesting. Who would you like to see direct that, Jenna? The Twits, then? Oh, I don't know, Sam. Give me, shout me a director. I'm sure there'll be good ones. I think Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. He'd be pretty good for the Twits. That kind of sort of dark, twisted fantasy. Yeah, I think yeah, he's yeah. quite good with that. But Who did Drive? Uh, Nicholas Winding Refn. Him. I want him. Him to do the Twits. Yeah. <laughs> that would be violent. I want it. Pulpy violent. Um, and the music would be... Fantastic. Yeah. That would be really interesting. Uh, w- uh, we, so, films we've had before from Roldal, we've had Charlie and Chocolate Factory a couple of times. I think that's done now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would hope so. Oh, I didn't like the new Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Neither did Not I. Not Final Tim Burton one. No, I definitely no. have a, a real soft spot for the Gene Wilder version. Yeah, the original. Um, yeah. And I know it takes liberties with the book. Yeah, of course. But... I'm, I'm still really enjoying it. Uh, yeah, I think the Tim Burton one's good, but it's not a classic. I just didn't... I got sad there was no Oompa Loompa songs, really, in the Tim Burton one. There were Oompa Loompa songs, but they weren't the Oompa Not Doompa the original Oompa yeah. Loompa songs. <laughs> uh, we've also had Nick, uh, Nicholas Rogue's um, The Witches. I love which that Which is really, really scary. Yeah. Still to this day, that is a real they horror They peel film. their faces Yeah, off. and just the, the girl trapped in the painting. Yeah. Yeah. It's always that girl trapped That's in the painting. That's terrifying. That's what gets everyone. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, yeah, I was really scared of that. And then I saw it again a few years ago and it was still actually generally quite frightening. I've but, been to that hotel. Oh, it's around the corner from where I grew up. It's very haunting. creepy, yeah. That's a film I'd like to see maybe done again. Yeah, definitely. Just it was ages ago. Was it the 80s? It was the early 90s, I oh, think. Was it? And it was Angelica Houston mm. as the head witch. Great casting. But I think I'd like someone, because uh, I think they soften up the ending of that, of yes. the book. I'd maybe, and Raldar wasn't happy about it. Oh, was he not? No, and that was the last film before his death as well, based mm. on one of his books. Um, so yeah, I'd like to see someone do that. Be interesting. Maybe someone adapt one of his adult books. Uh, you mentioned yeah. this one called Someone Like You. Well, I think there's a collection of short stories okay. that I've got at home that are nice. And I, there's, he did a few more adult novels, didn't he? Yeah, he did some adult novels. This, um, he also did the Tales of the Unexpected series. Yes. Uh, that would be really interesting to see someone maybe adapt that for adapt that for television just again so much yeah. how did anyone write that much in their lifetime and then he wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang the film yeah. he wrote um, You Only Live Twice James Bond film I didn't know that mm. at all that's interesting he did everything yeah very talented man Matilda is a great film Matilda as well. oh I forgot God, about I Matilda. Matilda and the musical that they did is yeah, also I've really heard. really good it's funny in the film that they changed that to America and yet it still feels yes. very British yes yeah you're right I didn't really clock that when no. I was a kid. Think about it now, it's, it's, it works yeah. really well. But, yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. but the school is quite an Englishy kind of vibe to it, doesn't it? Yeah, Miss Trunchbull. Yeah. Miss Trunchbull's English. Yeah. And the whole, the whole an English bo- it feels like an English boarding school, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. With the cake scene. Very good. And the chokey. Actually, yeah. there's like, he quite likes the idea of locking children up yeah. in dark spaces. He mentions that in the BFG yeah. as well. That's quite sinister. Conkers, is that yeah. an orphanage? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so let's get on to the matter at hand. So, Steven Spielberg's The BFG. Um, Query quickly, I think we need to just establish where we stand on the film, because I think there's a (laughs) slight differing of opinion in the room. I loved it more than I thought. I didn't expect to love it, but I really did. I'm somewhere in the middle. I think it was enjoyable. I don't think I'll be rushing to see it again, but um, I enjoyed it for what it was for the time. Helen? I was not a fan. Okay. As a kid, I would have loved it. Need to really say that. Yeah. I'm talking about it now as me, an adult. 
yeah. as a kid all the way. And it is a children's film at the end And of it's day. a children's film? Yeah. And a wonderful children's film. I think there's going to be loads of kids that are going to absolutely love it. Yeah, I hope so. Definitely. 100%. I think it's one that a lot of adults are going to say to their kids, you need to see it. Like, yeah. Because I want to see it, probably. <laughs> well, that's the thing, isn't it? Roald Dahl's work so, like, lasting. It kind of stays with you. And we all have kind of, like, memories of reading Roald Dahl's children and yeah. wanting to revisit it as adults. Yeah. Um, I just found it so sweet and innocent and very rarely do I see a film like that because often films with which are purely sweet and innocent are just for kids because if there's no threat or nothing too dark Mm -hmm. or dramatic I think then it's too adult for kids and just changes the audience so I don't normally see films like this but I'm really glad I did yeah you wouldn't have picked it necessarily but I did I loved it Really, I thought Mark. You were giggling away like a yeah. proper kid in the back. It was really, lo- it was really funny. There's fart gags that are very hard you to do. Loved that. The fart scene is amazing. It's, the queen farts. Funny. The queen farts, guys. Come on, that's and she hilarious. She does it so gracefully as yeah. well. Yeah, the, the corgis fart and they fly out of the room. It's stupid, but it it was really funny, and I think it did make me feel a bit like a kid again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just everything worked well. Like the music was great. The actress. Of Sophie was yeah, great. Yeah, she was very good. Mark Rylance was born to play the BFG, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, should we start there with um, Mark Rylance? Mark yeah. Rylance's performance. He so was brilliant. He was a kind of... He shied away from film for a long time, wanted to just concentrate on stage. And then after he won an Oscar for Bridge of Spies this year, Spielberg... Oh, was that his first film role, Bridge of Spies? I think it was his first film. It was his first major one. Okay. He was in a film with Sean Penn called The Gunman, which is terrible. Interesting. Um... So Spielberg said to him, oh, do you want to do this as well? And Mark Rylance said, no, I'm not the BFG. That's that's crazy. But he convinced him and it worked. It works perfectly. Yeah, he's, he's very brilliant. good. He's very good. And to uh, it, mainly a motion capture performance as well. Um, so how would they have actually done that? Because I, it's like Mark Rylance's face, isn't it? It's Mark Rylance's face. I, I imagine they put those, some like, prosthetic makeup, uh, but then mainly he's in like a sort of lycra suit on oh, a green okay. screen and they animate around his face. Okay, okay that makes sense. Kind of like Gollum. How they from Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Um, Andy Serkis. Yeah, but that's a real, real achievement in the physical, like their technical and physical acting. Mm-hmm. Um, because as well, like there's so many close-ups of him, and people often shy away from doing close-ups on like CGI characters. Mm-hmm. But I think they embrace that. And there's so many like, complex movements he does, where he's just running around what look like real sets and interacting with the the Sophie yeah, and just yeah. other char- human characters. Really well done. And- yeah, I just loved it. And he, he's had such a warm look on his face, Mark Rylance, yeah. in that role. And yeah, you just trust him from the minute he kidnaps Sophie. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> weird that the main, char- really the main character kidnaps a child. <laughs> but only a little bit, because she's small. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, what, that's how he says it. Um, could he have been a bit more jolly? Um, he was a bit too pensive. Hmm. Okay, I didn't really, no, I didn't really think about that. Um... He was quite sanguine, wasn't he? He I was. I quite liked it because it felt felt like he was quite all knowing, and there was something almost childlike about him yeah, as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe more jolly, but I didn't need it. A little bit more quirky, a little bit more well, Matt Smith's Doctor Who. I've never really seen him as a kind of that kind of a quirky character. Though I've seen him more as just someone who does his own thing in his own little world, and is sort of nervous around this new, the human world. Um, so it kind of made sense that he would be a little bit more, not serious, but a little bit pensive and a little bit questioning. He has a tough life, the BFG. He's picked he on. Does, he does, yeah. 
It's really sad. That made me really sad. <laughs> what, and they come in and smash his dreams, yeah. literally. <laughs> it's home. <laughs> it's not in the book that bit. Oh, is, is it, it not? not? Interesting. Because I found that really sad and hard to watch. So I'm kind of glad it's not real. I think there's quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of elements in this that are not in the book. Yeah, that's part of the reason I struggled. Have they mainly added stuff rather than taken away stuff? Yes, or? the story is much simpler in the book. Okay. Okay, we'll, wrap this up. we'll talk about this. We'll get this, yeah, we'll talk yeah. about that at the end, the mm-hmm. major differences. Um, see, I thought Rylance really sold it to me, and I think he's the um, the film's main weapon. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I think he's really fantastic. Yeah, I think he's the reason that this w- worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just sold every single scene he was in, I was sold. He's very I never questioned it. Mm. And I love the way he speaks as well, and I know that's Roald Dahl. And not, that was, he nailed that. It, he nailed it, it was so sweet. It's am I right or am I left? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely perfect. And then we've got the young actress Ruby Barnhill as Sophie. Mm, she was very good. Wasn't sure at first, I'll have to admit. I was a bit thinking, oh, this is a bit of a funny... I She's don't think very, it's fun. I, She was just very outspoken and very loud. And yes. I thought, mm, is it going to be like this? But I think... But is that Sophie as the character rather possibly, than her? Possibly, possibly. But when the, when she gets starts to have the scenes with the BFG, then... That was fine. Yeah, their their relationship. Really nice great. rapport. Yeah, kind of. I thought it would be father and child, but it really wasn't. It was a sort of relationship of equals. I felt mm-hmm. it's a friendship. It is. Yeah, in the purest sense of the word. Teaching each other things yeah. as well, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so she really worked. I think that's another. Uh, that's another thing that could have made make, made it or break broken it. Mm-hmm. Um, the child child actor. So that worked well. Did you feel like Sophie was a good representation of Sophie in the book, Helen? Because I can't really remember the book too well. Um, she is quite... Uh, she's more outspoken in the film. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the very first scene is her shouting at some drunk men in yeah. the street. That doesn't happen. She, she wouldn't I could do have done that. without that, I reckon. That I didn't, that didn't need... Yeah. yeah. That character isn't in the book. But she does sort of correct the BFG and be like, you can't say it like that. Yeah. So that, that is... That is bang on. Yeah, I wasn't sure about the drunk scene. Yeah, I don't it, know. I think yeah, it was supposed strange. to compare with the giants, the oh, evil giants. It was supposed to be kind of a fort, like they were representing them in a way. Foreshadowing. Yeah. Because I think some of those actors no. were playing some of the giants as well. Oh. But it, we, do we need it? Not really. I think it's just to show oh. that Sophie is quite boisterous, quite yeah. loud. Yeah, she's not afraid brave. of anyone. Yeah. And she likes things to be done properly. Yes. I could have seen more of Sophie in the orphanage, I reckon. I thought that. I thought, well, I have mixed feelings about that because I think, yeah, it jumps into the plot very quickly. As over in the first five minutes, the yeah, BFG so appears. Oh, I don't even think it's five minutes. Like, it's less than that, yeah, perhaps, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, maybe we could have done with her just a bit more about her life in the orphanage. We don't know if, because she mentioned, as you said earlier, that she's locked in cupboards if she misbehaves, but I didn't get that feeling from the orphanage at all that she wasn't. Obviously, no, it seemed relatively safe. Didn't you're not going to be unhappy. In, you're not going to be happy in an orphanage. No. So I definitely needed to show loads, but just something. Like, is it? Is it an evil orphanage? Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I wasn't sh- really sure. It was strange. She was walking around because the, in the story, it's more that um, like they're not allowed to leave their rooms, so okay. she's just in her room. But it, the BFG appears on like page five. Okay, so that gets in quite yeah. quickly in the book as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was I was glad that it jumped in. Yeah, it wasn't lingering and waiting around. But yeah. I don't know, I could have just seen a little bit more, maybe from Mrs. Clunkers, because we didn't really see her. She was just sort of she a She didn't shadow. have any lines. Yeah, yeah. And there was a weird bit where she went to the door to pick up a magazine, and then Sophie was the one who had to lock it. 
Yeah, and why? So that was, I just, was... it seemed like she was a, uh, like, quite a negligent carer for children. Yeah. Just couldn't look after them properly and forgot to do the, these things, but... And then Sophie was the one that had to look after herself. And sort the post out. Yeah, that, I got it that. kind of didn't really say why. No, it didn't mm-hmm. add much. So, yeah, it jumps in just quite quickly. But I like that it rushed to get them both together. Because mm-hmm. that's the strength of the film. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, so, what did you, so when they go to Giant Country, what did you think about the look of Giant Country? Very good. Very good? Yes, I liked it. Excellent. I would just like to see more of Giant Country. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I thought it looked great, and I loved the scene of them running around on the way to Giant Country, you know, like, when he's, like, pretending to be a tree and stuff like that, and how people don't actually see him. Yeah, I that's was really done clever. really well. That was done great. Really hiding well. in the back of the truck, mm-hmm. turned, like, hiding the lamps yeah. so he's not illuminated. Yeah. That yeah. was very well done. That was really, really fun. And when he's, like, jumping from cliff to cliff in the sea on the way yeah. to Giant Country, I really, really loved um, but I just felt like I could have seen more of Giant Country. I only really felt like I saw corners of it and bits of yeah. casting, whereas I would have quite liked a big sweeping shot of what it really looked like. It felt very English. Mm-hmm. It was in like a little paddock and there were sort of these little caves and little caverns, but I think it didn't feel like a country. No. It felt like, it felt like giant town or giant village. It didn't feel like giant country. Yeah, it felt like giant rock. Yeah, and I guess that's the difference between <laughs> this kind of fantasy and something like Lord of the Rings or Harry mm-hmm. Potter yeah. where they're real world building. I want you to believe that this world exists and it has this rules and you can do this whereas mm-hmm. yeah. in the BFG I was thinking, well, are there any? Are these the only giants that exist? And yeah. he says there were things like, oh, we've always been around, which is fine for this kind of kids film, but I think in another film it would have been like, but what? That's not, that's not an explanation. And maybe the reason I wanted more of that is because we're so used now to yeah. like, the big epic Harry Potters where they put so much into it into yeah. building the reality around it. Whereas this is a kids film where you don't need, kids don't need that kind of context. They're just happy for it to be, there's a giant there, that's yeah, all you need. Yeah, accept that that's yeah. that. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the final sort of, the third act with the, without spoiling it, it involves the Queen of England is completely fantasy mm-hmm. like it's so not reality the way that's done but yeah. that's fine for this film actually do you know that the Queen of England had a burglar come into her bedroom once in like the 80s that's a fact that's true <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> look it up <laughs> was it a small girl and a giant a small girl called Sophie <laughs> <laughs> that's weird it is weird but it's true <laughs> um, so yeah that looks I thought it I thought it looked good but could have been maybe slightly more interesting giant country yeah yeah, um, about the dreams though. Dreams nice, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they. I think they nailed that. Dream catching was beautiful. Yeah. So there's this thing where the BFG is responsible for giving children good dreams and nightmares. Yeah, that's what I was trying to work out. Is he responsible, or is he just doing that as a sort of sense of duty? Oh, maybe is he going. Like and he moonlights, has it? Yeah. He, he's not the one. He just can do it. Okay, so every single dream isn't the BFG. It's mm. just he does that sometimes. Mm, okay. His dreams just float around in the air and they find, oh. they find sleeping people on their own. Mm-hmm. Is that explained more in the book? Mm. Okay. I've not did, just decided. <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe I missed something in the film. <laughs> <laughs> Helen says... <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. That does make sense. That's a nice... That's a really Roald dahl idea, isn't it? Yeah, he that just does it for fun. float around and then find sleeping bodies to go into. Yeah. But nice. the BFG takes it upon himself to catch to them to find the good ones find the good ones and get the bad ones and put them away mm. that was a nice idea and I liked it that the, the, the dream jars were labelled with what they were so mm-hmm. it was like little elements that he could make his own dreams put them together sort of make a little story and yeah. give them to children that was a really nice moment I really loved all the like attention to detail on yeah. the like, jar labelling like there was one that was labelled as uh, naked at your own wedding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved the way they so when they go to the dream dream country is it called 
yeah. The dream yeah, part. Dream country, yeah, dream country, I think. Um, they sort of jump into this river. It's hard to explain, so I can't see like it. It's like a kind of it's like a, yeah, they mirror. jump into it and they emerge the other way around in yeah. the dream country. It's really well done. That's yeah. great. That's a great, nice, nice Spielberg moment as well. Mm. Trying to like show you this a nice transition, shifting reality. Yeah, effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really well done. I think that's sort of in the middle of the film where, where it could potentially be seen as a bit dull. Oh, I think that's the best bit of the film. When the they middle, go to, yeah, where they go to dream country. Okay, I started losing my way with it a little bit when they went to the to Buckingham Palace. Me too. Yeah, but I know that that's when you really picked up your love well, for it, Sam. <laughs> that's <laughs> not when I picked up my love for it. That's where the farts came in. <laughs> well, that's where it was very funny. So I was happy to be there, but I did think I prefer the fantasy and the relationship between Sophie and the okay. BFG. That's the strongest part mm-hmm. of it, and. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. We'll talk about this more later, perhaps, where like it's quite sentimental, mm-hmm. and it's Spielberg at his most sentimental. And we're saying like E.T. Yeah, yeah, and he's very sentimental, E.T. but we love E.T. So I think it's okay. If, I think I could forgive him for being too sentimental because it is very schmaltzy. I guess it is a spoiler. We're t- going to talk kind about the of ending, spoilery, but also there's not huge amounts of spoil. No, I think yeah, I'm going to well, say spoiler. Been out for a while. Right? Yeah, so. we'll <laughs> say spoiler warning if you want to go in completely cold, but. Stick Not with a huge us because spoiler it, yeah. warning because you should know the story. By yeah, now. <laughs> I think so. Well, it wouldn't ruin it knowing the ending. I'd no, say. it wouldn't ruin but it. But either way, spoiler warning. So, in the end, they um they, they think the only because the the we, should, we haven't really talked about the um the bad giants, oh, the have bad we? Giants, the yeah. evil giants. What did you think of them? I thought they were good. I thought they were done quite well. They okay. were quite menacing. Yeah, I thought um and funny. Yeah, like I think they're not going to keep any kids up at night. Scared no. that the giant's going to come for them, which is a good thing if it's a children's film. Is it? I guess I no. I, know, I, I think I wanted them to be a bit scarier. Yeah, because I remember you? in the original the eighties cartoon, those giants are quite scary. Mm. This they're they're, they're good. Foolish. They're threatening, but they are funny. Yeah, they're yeah, played they're for laughs. Stupid. They're clowns. Yeah, which is fine because it's a kids' film and which has fart jokes. But maybe you want just a little bit more of that darkness. That's I think the difference between like the Roald Dahl book and the Roald Dahl films like The Witches mm-hmm. which sort of is afraid to go that, the distance where the book does yeah yeah I was think it's it the clear same to film. you that the giants leave the country and go and eat children at night not until not really Sophie I mean I got it but it wasn't clear yeah because that is the main bit of the book that the giants leave giant country steal children yeah because there's a bit where they have a newspaper saying these children are missing right so that's in there um, to prove to the queen yeah that is happening but like the whole thing about getting the queen is just based on the fact that Sophie wants to stop the giants eating other children okay because in this it seems more like 
it was all for the BFG's sake. Yeah, that and Sophie also, wanted to get rid of the giants, so the BFG was bullied and was happier. Yeah, and also in the film, there's a whole thing about she loses her blanket, and then the the giants know that she's in their country. That was in the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in the film. Oh right, I see. Okay. But in the, the book, book, that's not in there. Oh, okay. So there's no threat to her, really. Oh, so Sophie's pretty safe in there. Well, as film. long as she sticks with the BFG. But, yeah, okay. If she goes wandering out, they would eat her, but they don't know she's there. The, their giants never know she's there in the never. book. Never. Because the film is very based on the fact exactly. that the giants are after her there's all the time. There's a whole new bit. And the whole thing about the other boy, not in the book. Yeah, okay, so there is a shift in focus. I think this is the film tr- shying away from eating children. Yeah. Well... Well, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think kids can take that. Yeah, it's a giant. It's like it's a fairy tale. Kids get eaten in fairy tales. I think like Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe yeah. they should have been a bit braver in that respect and gone slightly edgier. Yeah, I agree that I just didn't really know that they were going off and eating children. They seem no. too lazy to be leaving yeah. the right. to eat children. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, it didn't. I mean, it was clear that that was happening from the end, mm-hmm. and there was just certain moments. But for the most of it, I never, I had no idea that that was happening. Also, the end doesn't make sense. What, where they drop the giants off Onto on an another island? land. Yeah, that was a strange choice. In the mm. book, it's a pit in London. Yeah, they put them in a pit. Yeah. That they can't climb out of, and they feed them snuzzcumbers. Yeah, well, in this, they drop them on an island. Just another island? Yeah. What's stopping them from going... Well, it's and eating the saving children. the BFG again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, but they'll, still, yeah. they'll still eat the children. Yeah. Well, they don't care about the children in this film. <laughs> they not? It's so strange. That I'm is an interesting sorry. choice. I'm sorry, everybody. I, just, <laughs> I couldn't get on board with it. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. I think that is just because they maybe don't want this to be too dark. They want it to be a real child-friendly film. Well, okay. But then, well, I think it's a quite a uh, skill to balance fart jokes and dead children and murder and, murder <laughs> and infanticide. I completely agree. And to say at the beginning, kids will love this. Yeah. It's great. Like, it's not for the kids. Kids won't think about things like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. I, I am just reviewing it from me because that's I, yeah. I've decided that there's not really another choice. You wanted terror. <laughs> I wanted to be frightened. <laughs> That's very brave of you, Helen, because you're not usually in for a horror film. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, what else is uh, different in the book, Helen? Anything else you can think of? The two main things are that, so. There's this whole extra bit with in the film about the the blanket, yeah. and then there's threat to her, and this other boy that's been there, and he drops her back at the orphanage in the film. That doesn't happen in the book. It's very different. In the book, does he stay? Does she stay with the BFG? Yeah, and live with her in giant time. country. Yeah. Um, no, at the end, they all live with the Queen. Okay. And he learns uh, to write, read, and write through the Queen, and then he writes the book. Okay. But does he stay? He stays with Sophie because mm. Sophie leaves him. In the film. Yeah, mm. I think that's Spielberg likes children having to give up yeah. their fantasy uh, friends. Which is oh, a bit Peter Panny as well. Bit Peter Panny, bit mm. E.T. Mm. I really liked that that she I had to say that, goodbye because it's about growing up isn't yeah, it? yeah I yep, think yep, so yep. I think that makes more sense that well, it was quite sweet I mean, I do like the sentiment I liked stuff. it as well <laughs> I welled up a did little you? a little bit yeah Sam, I did come on. <laughs> no I mean, I mean I thought it was really sweet <laughs> it was really emotional and I thought it was a bit funny that she's adopted by um, Rafe Spall and Rooker Hall yeah. in Buckingham Palace yeah, That's, that, that didn't ring true at all but yeah, two characters that we have been in one scene. But she's now having a really nice life. Like, I she's mean, got yeah. a nice bed in Buckingham Palace. Yeah. But is the story then, it's all right when you're in a big palace? Yeah, I wasn't sure. 
But then I liked that she had to grow up and give up the BFG. No, I do like that, and I like that. In but films. maybe she should have gone back to the orphanage. I don't know, but that's quite an unhappy ending, really, isn't it? Isn't it? No, I don't really know about that. Yeah. I don't know. There was such a cute little scene between the BFG and Sophie. It's with Sophie's talking. dream. Yeah, about yeah. what Sophie's oh, dream is. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? You I am serious. Cute. Have you not got a heart, Helen? I do, but not for that. And she holds his finger. <laughs> oh, um, oh, like eating. Again, yeah. <laughs> again, as a kid, lovely. Now, pfft. Okay. I thought that was really sweet. I, I liked that sweet, bit yeah. too. And he was saying about how she's going to grow up and live a good life. Oh, yeah, because she's going to have dreams. children. Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that, again, isn't in the book. There's no Sophie's dream. Sophie's dream is she saves her teacher from drowning. Okay. And she gets three cheers at school. <laughs> three cheers at Sophie. Genuinely, that's in the book. She gets three cheers. That's the wonderful dream. <laughs> okay. So it's hip hooray. has gone for the serious. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to grow up and you're going to have children and it's going to be so lovely and then those <laughs> children are going to have children and that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, but Sophie craves family, Helen, because she doesn't have a family. She grows up in an orphanage. Well, so what was that dress she put, they put her in? Freaking sailor outfit. Yeah. Oh, and the, with the queen. That was interesting. Sorry. I Go have on. mixed... I've always... Even when I was younger and read the book and saw the animated film, I have always had a problem with the queen being in this film. Yeah. And in the story, mm. even in the book, yeah. I've always it does it just doesn't ring because I it's a bit random, isn't it's it? It's just out of nowhere, and especially in the film where they don't even mention the Queen until she, she Sophie just suddenly says, "I have a plan. We should go to the Queen." It's like, where's that come from? Yeah, it's a bit weird. I think it's quite ch- like a childlike thing, it's though, isn't it? Like charm. It's we'll charming. Get, we'll get the and Queen it's to sort it out. Very British. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. just sort of the Queen will save the day, and it's yeah. quite a, like it's very old-fashioned as well. That kind of mentality that the queen will save it the day yeah and i know that's from the book being written in the 70s Ooh, yeah, I don't 80s? 80s either way yeah i've always found that slightly problematic and then the queen saves it because i just i'd rather them do it on by the on their own on their own volition it yeah. should be that the strength of the bfg and the sophie together should be able to overcome that's what i think it should be and mm-hmm. that feels more like something I want to see in this kind of fancy children's film. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to see military intervention yeah, <laughs> in this yeah. quaint no, I know what you film mean. about a friendly giant who gives ki- kids dreams. And it was a little bit horrible, wasn't it, when the like, it was just, helicopters yeah, came in? And, like, just that imagery. I just Also, I'm a bit confused because they gave them dreams to try and make them kind of scared, repe- yeah. repent yeah. and like, feel that's, bad. <coughs> not that's, in the book. That's not in the book, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 1982, by the way. 1982. Okay. But, like... I'm just saying, if they did, and the other giants seemed to be like, "Oh no, what have I done?" and yet they still punish them, I thought that they were trying to. Yeah, make I, them I come thought to their that. Senses, I thought they didn't they? need yeah. the military intervention. They should just show the giants that the the wrongness of their ways. Yeah, that should be enough. Maybe they Maybe do punish the, the main. Giant. Yeah, punish yeah, the main a bit giant. Too mean. Yeah, punish <laughs> he him. Pass. He can go away, but all of them going away just seems strange. And now the BFG is completely on his own. I mean, you know, no. it's better than when he it's was like, being bullied. Sophie's but he's happy. But is the BFG lonely? Yeah, I'm that's what worried I think. about that. I'm worried about the BFG as well. I am. He's like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> yeah. He just goes oh, off and lives on his own in the the castle, and it's like that's not happy ending. That's not supposed to be. But also, there's more kind of stuff in the book on the BFG reflecting on human nature and how we're flawed as humans okay. which I really like and isn't in the film And I did you get that in the film? I didn't really get that um, a little bit not really I yeah, think it just touches I think they like they do the fish out of water thing yeah and it is funny 
I'll give them that. It is funny, but it's nothing new. Yeah. But what I will say about the scene with the Queen, mm-hmm. it's really funny. And I'm glad <laughs> it was there. Because, uh, yeah, when I was like, oh, here we go, we've got the scene with the Queen now where she saves the day, and I don't like that. But it was ge- it's genuinely really funny. I really I enjoyed him eating breakfast with yeah, a sword and good. a garden yeah. fork. And <laughs> they pour him coffee from, like, a watering can, and yeah. he spits it out all over them. Yeah, no, it was funny. It's and such it was childish very British humor. because they were all like yeah. pretending to be okay. <laughs> yeah. Like a little bit Gulliver's Travels. Yeah, oh, yeah. a bit Gulliver's, Gulliver's Travels y. But then I think you always That's go fine. into that territory when you're dealing with a giant. Yeah, all the borrowers. Yeah, I think it's hard to avoid that stuff. Or like Honey, I Blow Up the Kid. Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. And Honey, I Blow Up the Kids. Oh, yeah. so oh, there's two. Do you know the original cut of that? One of the kids dies and gets eaten by his dad, but they took it out because it was too dark. Yeah, that's pretty dark. Wow. That's Roald Dahl dark. That is Roald Dahl dark. I accidentally ate my son, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, one of the kids is in his Cheerios, and he eats him. Oh, and nice. he's just gone? I think so. I think they re- they cut the scene out, so then it's... I remember the bit with the Cheerios. Yeah. But he just doesn't eat him. Yeah. It's just close, because he's, like, in the milk. Yeah, there is a version where he eats him and kills him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, very funny. And... You went Sean Penelope Penelope, Penelope Wilton from well, sh- she's uh, Barbara in Shaun of the Dead. I liked her. She's in Downton Abbey. I, I liked her. Guys, I was just waiting for Helen Mirren. The Helen Mirren was, was way darkness. too dark. She's way too serious. <laughs> but she's the queen. <laughs> like she's been in a lot of films about the queen. She's on stage as the queen currently. I don't think Helen Mirren. I think Helen Mirren is more the queen than the queen is. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Helen Mirren's queen would not have helped the BFG. Maybe she would. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it should have been her. And I was sorely disappointed that it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I liked Penelope Wilton as the Queen. I thought she was very warm. Yeah. And the yeah. scene with her having breakfast really with like Sophie anyway. was really nice. I yeah. really, really like her. Oh, it's not against her. I'm sure she's great. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, when I saw her on screen, I was like, yay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's I, her. I think she's great. That was nice. And the where that Sophie eats the breakfast and she goes straight for the strawberries and cream. That was yeah. a nice, funny little moment. Also, food's done really well in this. You've got mm. the sort of the schnozcumbers, which oh, are done that looks very absolutely well. Absolutely disgusting, doesn't it? Perfectly disgusting. And what's the drink called with the bubbles float down? Fizz, fizz buckle or something. Fizz, fizz bottle. Fizz or, bottle. Is that what it's called? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, this the the drink he thinks that makes them all fart. Yeah. That's Friday. done well. And that's funny. We yeah. said about ten times. <laughs> Guys, I love farting. <laughs> On this podcast. Uh, yeah, it is funny. The food's really good. The food is great. Um, I don't want to eat that snot's cumber, though. No. No, thanks. I feel a little bit bad. <laughs> you laughing at me, Helen? Frobscottle. Oh, Frobscottle. And that makes you have a whiz popper. Uh, oh, that is a great word. I actually, popping. can we please be referring to it as whiz popping yeah. rather than farting okay. from now on? Thank the whiz popping scene. Yeah, the whiz popping. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> they're not really farting, are they? It's, no, it's yeah. different. It's a whole new thing. <laughs> there was a song in the film, the animated film, about whiz popping. Was that? Yeah, it's like a musical number, which I was thought they may do in this, but they didn't go down that route. No songs in this. Did no you song. disappointment? Uh, I was quite glad. I thought if oh, I thought really? Mark Rylance singing might be not the best thing for this film. <laughs> I don't know if he's a good singer. imagine. But I just sort of think like, that would take me way When's out the of the film. When's the song in the um, animated film? It's Is when it they're with the, no, it's with the dreams. When they find oh. the dreams, and then they start whiz popping around the dreams, and it's like a colourful musical number. Um, but yeah, any fun? Anything more to add from you? Like yeah? Yes. <laughs> Go for it. Helen. Go for it, Helen. I'd like to. <laughs> I feel like I'm being such a downer on this, but I'm just 
speaking my truth, guys. Okay. <laughs> you do you, do you uh, Helen. You do you. I am. Um, I would really like to see a version of the BFG that... Sorry, that sounded like I was about to burst into song. Um, that is uh, of the same vein of the snowman, mm-hmm. the bear, or grandpa, which are all stories by Raymond Briggs. Yep. And... Um, directed by Diane Jackson and The Bear was done by Hilary Ordus and they are beautiful films um, that are all uh, animated but you know withdrawn animation mm-hmm. and they're about half an hour long and they just they don't have many words and they have a really beautiful soundtrack to them and they get the heart of the story really well like Grandpa is really beautiful at the end and it's it, I mean sort of it's just the grandpa dies and then Mm. the end is just the girl going into his greenhouse and going grandpa and that's the end and it's Jesus Christ I mean it's one line (laughs) and it's not too overdone with the sentimentality and it's half an hour and I would have liked to seen the BFG in this I'd like to see half an hour short keeping to the kind of more quirkiness Mm. of Roald Dahl and keeping to the original story um and just having a hint of sort of heart in it. Mm-hmm. Rather than laying it on so thick. Yeah. I get what you mean. That it, I mean, the, sent- the sentimentality in this film is it's there very heavily. Too much for me. Oh, I loved but it. Not, I loved but it, yeah. Not, not too much for me, seven years old. No, okay. It so is a real family film. It's I such think. a yeah. kid's film. Watching That's this on said. a Sunday afternoon or something, oh, the whole yeah. family would be going, yeah. yeah, after the roast. Oh, very British, like isn't yeah. it? Oh, lovely. Yeah, fireplace on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But oh, SEO Trot. Yeah, that was... They, I, did you see that on the BBC? Yeah, yeah, I really liked that. That was good. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Judy Dench. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just remember, I was going to say, I don't hate all the adaptions. Because okay. I really like Fantastic Mix. That's a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, James and Giant Peach is really good. good. And SEO Trot is really yeah. great. Okay. Um... Yeah, I think for me that we yeah as we said there are a couple of reservations. The fact that they shy, I think they shy away from the dark elements of the book, mm-hmm. which is kind of expected when this is such a big budget film. Yeah, but they want to make they want it to do really well and be a real family friendly film. So they don't they because a lot of parents if they see like a BBFC warning warning contains discussion of dead children, they might be like, <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're not going to bring the five year olds. No, that one. yeah. Um, I did love it, and it's really just uh, I was on such a high for yeah. the whole thing and left feeling really happy um, I'm, I mean I may the, the the faults may be more apparent in a second viewing yeah because you're thinking about it more is this not a new experience whereas for me just the whole stuff with the dreams when they go to dream world yeah it's very entrancing and the sort of, it's quite kinetic as well like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of movement a lot of moving yeah. around a lot of bright colours mm-hmm. uh, the lighting's done really well it looks like it doesn't look like real London no, not at all. Uh, the opening, all the, the nice little lamps I'm and cobbled streets. I'm confused to the time period, really, because it felt kind of Victorian, and then yeah. there were kind of modern cars and modern M- motorway signs. signs. Motorway. And also the Queen, on the phone, she says something like, Hi, Nancy, wake up, Ronnie, we need to discuss something. Mm. I assume that's Nancy and Ronald Reagan, Yeah. which would put this in the 80s when it was written. But then she's talking to Boris. Well, I thought maybe it's that's Boris Yeltsin, Russian 
Russian president in the 90s. Uh, but then well, that, it was quite funny when she was talking to Boris about um, like foreign affairs. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't think that's intentional. I don't think they predicted well, lucky the current political climate. <laughs> 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 this is a film show, Jenna, not a political show. None of that. <laughs> I just think anyone, you go and see this film with your kids, that's great. But please, please, please read the book. Yes. I think if, if you haven't read it, because I hadn't read it in a long time and I read it last night and it's a great book i read it in one sitting it's really you know it's really short but it's it's so lovely even now mm. like i really enjoyed reading it so i would say do yourself a favor go yeah. and-, and i think that's the wonderful thing about remaking these kind of films it encourages people to go back to their classics with the their original, children and yeah. read them and revisit all your old dolls and yeah i think as well in the context of spielberg's uh like filmography mm-hmm. it's a, it's not a classic I don't think it's going to be remembered as one of Spielberg's greatest works. Um, The John Williams score is very good, reminded me of what he did with Harry Potter. Yeah. And a little bit Jurassic Park as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So real kind of family fantasy feel, but it's nothing amazing, the the soundtrack. It's nice. It works really well. But it works well. It makes you feel like a kid again. It reminded me of watching Philosopher's Stone for the first time. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Um, I think that's what's going to make you feel warm and fuzzy. And I think that's what it's trying to do. Nothing more. Um, nothing, nothing too thoughtful but really fun really enjoyable a touch too long for me but aside from that I yeah agree with you Sam well thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll be back next week so that's uh, goodbye from me goodbye from Jenna goodbye and goodbye from Helen goodbye see you next week deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.